0: So then I was invited to the first shortly after I was invited to the first Fortnite event ever. It was the PlayStation experience. I was there with CDN the third, Myth, Dr. Lupo, and myself were the four influencers invited. Wow. Think about that. I'm like oh. the smallest of the bunch. <laughs> I just got a little YouTube channel. I'm up there with Lupo, yeah. CDN the third. And like Myth is starting to blow up at this time. Um, because you already know his his he ignited when he got onto Fortnite. So you know how quick that went. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met Golden Boy, who became my co-caster and like one of my best homies later down the line.
1: Uh, welcome to Tardux, my, uh, my podcast about the creative community, uh, you know, things related to Tarkov, all things gaming. Um, what I normally do first is we fire up three rapid questions to get things, uh, okay. juices flowing. Uh, first question, if you could sit down with anyone for a coffee throughout
0: history, who would you sit down with? Mm, throughout history? Yeah, alive or Man. dead. Uh, probably DMX. I'm a big fan of his Ah, music. You know, I I'd I'd love to ask him to release his masters to me so I could play them out. (laughs) There you go. All right. Number two, favorite concert you ever seen? Concert. Okay, so I've only been to a couple. All All of them were at like Twitches and whatnot. Um, but like my first one was a a Dead Mouse concert, and that was amazing. So, granted, I was super hammered. Maybe that influences (laughs) my decision here. But man, I remember just being mega blasted, lights going crazy. This is when like EDM and like Dubstep was hot. Yeah. And that was that was incredible. That was incredible. Oh, awesome. All right. And the last one, Xbox or PlayStation? I've always been a PlayStation guy. I've all been right. a PlayStation guy, Metal Gear Solid, Kingdom Hearts. I have exclusive titles there that I love and hold dear. Dude, Phantom so. Pain was such a crazy game. I love yeah. that one.
1: Yeah. All right, so we're warmed up. So who is Monster
0: D face? Oh man! where do I begin yeah uh, you know i'm just i'm just a just a dude from the Bronx, you know kind of had a had a crazy upbringing uh, managed to make it out of that situation and somehow into position of um you know just being blessed being yeah. an entrepreneur in this space now, so I'd say I got about ten years in the yep. kind of gaming industry, so I've been around for quite some time, and yeah you know now that I have some skin in the game i've, I've been able to expand and you know, using that knowledge and spreading it forward has been probably my favorite thing to do. Awesome.
1: Yeah, because I saw you're a streamer, you're a caster, production, Fortnite tournament admin, and a dad, yeah. which is cool.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So, um, yeah, for some of the clips I saw and, and watching you on Twitch last week, you have such a positive vibe about you. And you, you know, it seems like it carries through to your community. You know, where do you think, where does that come from?
0: Oh, man, it just it honestly just comes from a position of just being blessed, man, not only like where I am today, you know, being just financially stable, happy home and, you know, just just a loving and caring family so much that, um, you know, i look forward to on a day to day basis. But even beyond that, right, when I jumped onto the platform and when I kind of began my journey, um, I was just taken away and blown away by the generosity of people online. And I think I want to say I didn't start out this way. Yeah. no, ten years ago, probably a lot more skeptic, a lot more um, you know, just close to chest with my my personal emotions and and who I am, right? Uh, yeah. much more secrecy, if you will. But just being in front of the camera for all these years, you kinda learn to just open up. And yeah. for me, I, I'd rather share a little bit of positivity and, and keep things lighthearted, man. Just kinda get through it. And, and that's kinda the that's the vibe of the show, you know. Yeah. I'm going live just to have some fun. So I'm Life kick is it. too short, um, man that's what it is man yeah so now where does the name come from so monster deface deface for defacing property uh Ah, new york city new york city is big on graffiti growing up i mean i'm I'm nice like i am nice (laughs) with the spray cans and give me a pen a pencil marker whatever i could throw down and i share that sometimes on stream too but like i said you know a lot of stuff i keep close to chest sometimes my art and and that kind of stuff you know i I keep to myself because it's more of like, that's just a passion that Force, I yeah. genuinely have a love for. And uh, you know, okay. I, I do it when I'm, when I'm really inspired and in the mood. Yep. Excellent. All right. What was your first taste of video games? Mm, early on, let's think. So, you know, I kind of, I had an aunt who had like an Atari and we'd play, you know, Super Mario on that. I remember yeah. that was probably like my earliest memory. Just trying to get through a platformer. Yeah. And that was pretty fun. Um, I naturally, I'd say got into the other consoles like nintendo 64 and dreamcast was oh, probably man. like when i really fell in love with like marvel versus capcom and the fighting games because yeah. that was my first taste of that and that was just trippy to me because it honestly marvel versus capcom it just felt like such a polished game even now you can walk up to the arcade machine yeah. hop on the sticks and like all the fighting games just feel so good yeah um, so way ahead of their time the art style and and all that kind of stuff so i think that was my first like really like man this is this is crazy like the experience um and then i got into playstation my earliest memories are my dad playing metal gear solid and i remember picking up for the first time and getting spotted and yeah my heart stinking <laughs> when the music and the beat went off <laughs> like that whole alarm and the alert and you know i had to escape like that was just bugged yep. out to me so mm-hmm. those are like my earliest memories of gaming is, is yep. like super mario a nintendo 64 games banjo kazooie uh obviously had the game boy and all those yep. but um even card games, dude. Like, yeah. I played Yu-Gi-Oh and collected Pokemon. Uh, okay. And everything, so. Nice. Yeah. All-time favorite video game? All-time favorite video game? That's kind of a tough question for me because, yeah. like, dude, the bar is set so high with, like, Skyrim mm-hmm. and, like, Clash of Clans, which kind of jump-started my full career. Yeah. I love DayZ. There is not a game uh, that okay. has hit the survivor itch for me. So, like, I guess it's category-based, right? Yeah. Um. And then Battlefield Three is like my shooter of choice, uh, so dude, I'm all over the place. Yeah, but no. like, if it, if it has strategy involved, so to me, I'm big on strategy. Yeah, strategy games, and Very if I can, cool. if, if I can find a way that I have to, you know, think about certain things, and it yep. kind of gives me that that itch, that's probably what's gonna what's gonna do it for me. All right, now how did you end up meeting Markstrom? Man, Markstrom and I go go back to the Daisy days. So oh, you okay. Just, you just touched on Daisy a little bit. Um, yeah. When Daisy first came out, that was like the first game that I literally played on on Steam from, from the gaming laptop that I that purchased. Yeah. Um, the other game was Battlefield. I bought a gaming computer to basically play Battlefield. I wanted to experience 64-man versus like the 16 yeah. or 12-player lobbies that they had on console. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I discovered Daisy because Summit 1G was big back then. Lyric was big back then. And I was like, dude, if this... And, you know, this is crazy to think about, but... From that position, when I'm looking at my laptop, I'm like, this old guy could do this? That's, that's all I thought. I was like, I could do this, man. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, I was green behind the ears. 19, 20 years old. I don't know yeah. what the hell I'm looking at. Um, but I was like, man, if he can entertain and he's like well in his, you know, adulthood, I'm like, who's going who's to say someone won't enjoy me? Right. So that's what kind of inspired me to get into DayZ and start live streaming um, yeah. outside of just wanting to capture the content. So through that, though, through that game, through that uh, community, um, you know my my DMs and Markstrom go way back years oh, and years nice. and years back on Twitter. Yeah, just looking for opportunities to collaborate. And yeah, he's he's one of the few people that are just down to earth, right? He's got yeah. a, he's got a great you could just you could just feel his spirit, right? His yeah, his aura, his personality. Um, he loves to laugh on stream, so you know that's always gonna crack a smile on yeah. you, right? When you're watching, so that kind of that kind of energy is contagious, and and that's the kind of people I gravitate towards. So uh, um, yeah, he's like actually advanced- I think we became we became a fit. So yeah.
1: Yeah, he's like a a preacher uh, on the yeah. streets. He's he gets good. everybody good, all fired up. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So, so that's how, he, how you ended up hooking up with the Markstrom team then? Or the uh, Marksman team?
0: The Marksman team. So I was there when we kind of conceptualized the idea. Yeah. Right? He came to me like, hey, listen, I got, you know, a good group of friends. He introduced me to P-Bro. Yeah. Um, I had already known of Deadly Slob, but this is when, like, Deadly Slob and I, and you know, obviously got into the crew together and we yeah. jump-started it. But, yeah, it was his idea to just, want to have a band of, you know, folks that can support one another, but also just people to chat with in the industry, right? Because yeah. there's not a lot of opportunity to find that as an influencer and a content creator. So having that, that level of support, um, I think, was, is a game changer for any influencer in and any team. And it's, what's cool about the Marksman and, and how we all got together is we didn't really have any other groups or parties we kind of fit into. But yeah. we all fit into one another's ecosystem very well. So it was natural for us to create our own thing. Yeah. Um, and I think we're all, we're all pretty much leaders, you know, in, in our yeah. own way. Oh, right? yeah. So we kind of have that independence um, yeah. uh, apart from one another, which is really cool. So I think we, we make for a very unique and, and powerful group of uh, streamers and friends. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I had um, Deadly on one of my other podcasts. And we were He's talking dope. about... Yeah, he is awesome. He's from he, I'm from uh, Eastern Canada as well, so you know we're, we're brothers okay. that way. But I hear uh, it. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was um, he was talking about how the team is you know there's some really good aspects of it that I hadn't even thought of. When you're streaming full time, you really can't bounce it you know bounce ideas or your struggles you have off of somebody else who's working nine to five or who has no idea you know the troubles you guys run into or just everyday you know chat and all that you know everything and- that goes along with
0: that. And not only just just a level of confidentiality and trust in one another, right? Like, right. Because there's there's times when I could come up with like a really great idea, but you don't want to share that, right? People snatch yeah. up, you know, your ideas. They'll be influenced. People launch projects similar to yours. So yeah. just having a, a trusted group of friends that you could genuinely even go through branding stuff with, get give yeah. the first different opinion on. Um, but not only that, other people that are successful, right? Yes. Like, I was very successful on youtube before i you know took a break from that to do other stuff here so like yeah me and deadly one big thing we talk about pretty frequently is honestly like youtube just behind the scenes like dude what are you trying for titles what about yeah this, that, uh, like just little things like that the intricacy behind finding success on different platforms is is huge especially when you're doing it with other people that are successful yes um and and we do that very regularly actually that's probably my favorite thing to chat with the boys is like actually like business like yo like what are y'all trying? That's new. What's working? And like, you yeah. know, just to kind of just crash that itch, I think it's very, again, it's it's unique, and you yeah. don't find that that chance to communicate like that very often, um, if not ever. Yeah. Now, with that
1: being said, have you figured out the algorithm for YouTube Shorts?
0: Um, I, shorts are kind of interesting. I think shorts are very title based. Yeah. Um, I base that off of my experience on like what I want to click and yeah. like, what I want to view more so than thumbnails, which is like the driving factor I think behind um, you know the actual like regular youtube right, content yep. video style so i think shorts are heavily title driven obviously retention is going to be the biggest thing yep. and it's more about finding content in my opinion that requires a second look or a run back if you can yeah. get that loop retention your short is going to do very very well okay um, so there there's definitely a secret there but it's it's like any other platform you got to find and tailor the content for the platform and you'll yep. get the responses i think
1: very cool so now through the marksman is that how you got your first taste of uh, escape from tarkov i know you played a long time ago
0: yeah and and again like we said we 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 even talk games right we talk video yeah. games like dude what's coming out what's the new survivor title and like that was really what i loved about um you know the marksman group in particular you know the niche of the group is is honestly like open world and survivor games right yeah like that's that's where i think all of us have a unbiased and genuine love like these are just great types of games um there there was a fun time where like you know sometimes you find gems like escape from tarkov all the times you find games like survive the night where we we're all yeah. for it and it was horrendous it was. we all played on launch <laughs> it was so bad so you know the, the struggle is real trying to find good games yeah. um escape from tarkov just so happened to be one of the more polished titles that yeah. uh, we all came across and i mean for someone like Marshman Deadly cotton right yeah that was their opportunity to go all in because it was good enough and it was big enough yeah so yeah and and i played my fair share of eft especially early on yeah um because it had that it had that element of like oh this is serious and you get the gear fear going on especially early on when you're when you're first playing which i think to me translated and related a lot to the daisy experiences yeah yeah that pucker factor to me it spoiled all other (laughs) games for me it's just crazy yeah yeah so now I, I would I would just say one thing. My the reason I didn't stick around in EFT is because I need open mic. Like yeah. I thrive and oh. let me talk to you kind of situation. Like if I can tell you get out the house, yeah, yeah I'm gonna have a I'm gonna love that more yeah. than like anything else. So you know, gameplay and, and mechanics aside, I think the game's great and it and it plays pretty well for yeah. what it's worth. But if it had that open mic,
1: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it'd be a lot different. Dude, well, twelve twelve just dropped after Christmas, and they added in-game VoIP, and I'm telling you,
0: okay. it it's is in insane.
1: Now. Oh, yeah, and the, oh, the okay. interactions yeah. are crazy. It is, you See, oh, it is, yeah, you hear, like, you know, guys fighting in the hallway, hey, you know, I just need to come through here, and, like, do I trust this guy, or, it right. is, yeah, it's added a whole nother level of game. You've I got love people that. doing role that. play, and, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's pretty
0: cool see that that's what i'm talking about right there yeah so now how long you've been streaming full time oh man so uh i started streaming in 2012 yeah so just the end of 2012 so i'm actually just approaching my 10 years of of live streaming yeah um i'm one of the older actually partnered channels as well on twitch like i think within the first 500 to 1000 streamers or so that was partnered on the platform and that happened about a year into my streaming you know back when i got partnered you need like five hundred concurrents. Like it was yeah. hard to get partnered back then. Oh, I can imagine. Um, but but I managed to be one of the few people you know who broke into that top oh one percent or whatever that yeah. managed to do it. And yeah, I, I pretty much went full time shortly after getting verified on the platform. Um, I went full time with about two hundred and fifty subscribers on Twitch. Yeah. And my <laughs> my thought process was, well, if I got two fifty and I'm just streaming like very little. Like if I go full time, it's gonna double, right? Yeah. Like, duh. And luckily enough, that's that's guys, it's not good logic, but luckily <laughs> enough, community of support was there. This is long before gifting subs and all that. Yeah. Like it, it was really bare bones, man. But oh. it worked out. Back then, you know, I had just the, the most awesome community. And to this day, I have people that share eighty, seventy, like dang near ninety mum subs in the channel. Wow. So I I was lucky enough to really, really strike um a genuine community and um they they've been with me for a very long time Um, even to this day i stream maybe once twice a month if that like dude i i very rarely get to stream as much as i would like to yeah um but they still show up like i still average anywhere from 50 to 100 concurrence um and i'm talking being months away at a time i just go live and the boys are there and (laughs) there's and like you know what i mean it's it's really a community it's really a family um where they haven't disappeared from the internet. Like I'm very active on Twitter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, oh, all those fantastic. socials are popping. So yeah, uh, you know, I'll, I'm around. I'm just not around the way I used to be. Yeah. Now, were you doing YouTube at the same
1: time when you went full time with Twitch or did YouTube come I after? wish I was. Ah. I wish
0: I was. I was dropping very infrequent videos and yeah. it, it's crazy because back then I'll drop a video and I get like five or 10 K views. And I, yeah. I didn't realize how much that was when you're pulling like a thousand concurrents on Twitch every day. And like, yeah. you know, the numbers are so different. Like, who needs YouTube, man? This live stream is where it's at. I'm making money in real time, right? It's just yeah. so different. It's it's that instant gratification, right. I guess, that you get via Twitch. Um, and it wasn't until I realized like it, it's not all sunshine and rainbows because games can get stale, yeah, uh, they can develop in the direction you don't support, yeah, and things can go downhill. And by that point. It was just a, I guess, a learning lesson for me because I was transitioning from the title that made me so successful because I actually just didn't love the game anymore as much as I used to it. Yeah. But more so the developer's direction. Now, which game was that? That was when I was really big in Clash of Clans. Okay. And it was Daisy because those are the two games I was like full-timing. So like Daisy wasn't developing fast enough. Yeah. And there was like, cheaters are crazy. Like oh, right? yeah. I'm playing in this weird era. Um, but then like Clash of Clans, same thing. Like they weren't supporting the live streamers. They were giving all the support to YouTubes. And like sponsors and activations are going more in that direction. Yeah. I'm like, why don't people like see the value in us? Um, but shortly after I got into YouTube, when yeah. I, it was when I made my transition to my next game title full time, which was uh, Clash Royale, mm-hmm. and I realized, okay, can I have all my marbles in one basket? We got to start spreading wide, and that was my earliest journeys of figuring out how to make this a more sustainable career and build more revenue sources and actually get into more of the business side of it and treat. Yeah. Street, treat being an influencer more as a, a means to actually make a career as opposed to just you being know, flying by in the wind. Yeah, flying by in the wind and just going day to day. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Now, what would you have changed if you could look back and was there a moment that, like, would you, like, what I hear from when I talk to Deadly or I talk to Markstrom, it, both of them and a lot of the other people are say, I wish I could have jumped in YouTube first or, you know, started YouTube earlier.
0: That's me. It's kind of hard to say. But because I I went a completely different direction, I was doing mobile gaming. Like so, I pioneered an entire oh. new genre. So I was one of the first uh, streamers on the platform to actually do mobile gaming, and oh, wow. no one was doing this. So like games like Clash of Clans, Vanglory, Clash Royale, yeah, very niche communities. But there was so much money to be made there because advertisers were like, we can't even find a streamer. Like oh, you're one of the shoot. only ones. So I'm bringing in like a lot of money from like sponsored activations. We're talking. Dude, sometimes anywhere from five to like eight thousand dollars for like an hour, two hours. Holy they're front paging you. So like the bang for the buck was just so stupid. I like <laughs> I wouldn't change any of that, but I would yeah. definitely change um underestimating my influence at the time. I wish I would have known better because I would have done a much better job at branding myself and yeah. building like a Twitter and like the other means to connect with people the way I do now. Yeah. And also of course YouTube too. Um Cause looking back at it, like I said, I I was growing easily. I could just tell people, hey, go subscribe, and we'll gain a thousand just off the thousand viewers in the chat. Like it was that easy. You just it was it was such a weird culture. Oh, wow. You had them like at the snap of your fingers. Um, if I could use all that now, I would definitely use it to build the crap out of all the platforms at the same time. Yeah, not just Twitch. And yeah, I would. I probably have millions of subscribers <laughs> on YouTube because of that. That yeah. head start. Like like seriously, it was. It cannot be underestimated enough how powerful YouTube as a platform is, even yeah. now for influencers.
1: Wow. Now, looking back on when you first started streaming, do you remember your first mod?
0: Oh, my first mod is Vigilante. I remember him because he is also one of the few people that still tune into my chat, which yeah. you said you were at that Elder Ring stream. He was there. Yeah. Oh, um, no way. Granted, granted, he didn't have his subscriber badge on at the time, but if he would have subbed, he's one of the few that has a first badge. Okay. Think about that. I've been doing this for 10, oh, 10 years, years yes. almost 10 years partnered to have even one of these guys exist right now That's is crazy ridiculous. Yeah. So vigilante and I'm still very good friends with pretty much three of my other four of no, like five or six, like all of my earliest mods yeah. are still like, we're tight. Like I can reach them on discord or steam and they check in with me from a day to day. They were literally like, yeah, the Sandlot kids. Basically <laughs> these, these guys are like, yeah, they grew up with me on the platform. Uh, yeah. One of my good friends now that helps run uh, the company that I operate. Yeah. He was actually maybe fourteen when we met. Oh and now he's God. a grown man, right? A grown <laughs> yeah. young man. Yeah. But we work with one another. We run a company now. That's fantastic. Um, which is crazy, right? Yeah. Silly. So, like, these are people that watched me throughout high school and then now, you know, we became young adults and yep. he's like dude like let's try this and we like venture into projects because you know we trust and know of one another yep. throughout the year so oh,
1: that's fantastic um, yeah Marksham, really, really cool really cool yeah markstrom said the same thing about his mods his mods were at his wedding which just happened over, you know i think in the i was fall there oh no i was way. there dude, oh, that's excellent. my boy man yeah <laughs> yeah I had to show up. we
0: had a great time oh that's fantastic yeah i was there i was there with uh everybody dude. Yeah. slum jeeves like dude we're we're all in there we had a we had an amazing time oh very cool now do you remember your first sub uh, my first su- Vigilante was definitely one of my, oh, okay. my earliest subs. He he could easily be one of my first. Yeah. I remember the first person that gifted uh me like probably my first ever big donation was Bruffed. Yeah. And he's still a very, you know, active part of the community. I remember my boy Tanjar? So yeah, yeah I got a, I got a few dudes they pop out instantly to me because like I said I was blown away by the internet support. I just Yeah. I feel like I just I come from a different time where like this is the first interactions of like having just chatting with people in a virtual right. world. And then yeah. it turns out to be like, it's literal own world. And now it's mainstream. So oh yeah, um, pretty crazy, cool. but I remember it. I remember it very clearly. Yep.
1: All right. So we're going to jump gears and go over to casting now.
0: And okay. so how
1: did you get involved in casting?
0: Um, okay. So with the casting is kind of interesting. You know, I was, I was doing a full-time streaming. I, was, yep. I had a successful YouTube channel. I had just cracked around like a hundred, 125 K subs on YouTube. Um, my tutorials are booming on YouTube. Like they were doing really good in Fortnite, and it, it's interesting because the way I got into, I guess, a friendship and a relationship with the developers at Epic is like oh. a crazy story. So, if you want, I could go yeah, into this.
1: Let's, let's, you know, this is what all this right. podcast yes. is about. So, you know, uh,
0: cool. So let let's just take it back. So this is gonna all lead into casting. We'll keep that in mind, guys. All right. It starts off. Remember, I did mobile gaming. Yeah. Very niche. Um, I so happened to come across this dude. His name was Brad. He was a developer on a company called Chair Games. And he pitched me like this alpha game. Now, listen, in my position at the time, I'm like, dude, you're, I'm not even getting paid for this sit down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like what, what do I want to meet with to see this trash game? I've had a dozen of these meetings and conversations. They never <laughs> go anywhere. The games are always so bad. But something inside of me said, you know, don't forget, there was a time when you'd, you'd kill to have someone wanna sit down with you and pay for your dinner and give you you know what i mean Yeah. Like, put a project in front of you and i keep that in the back of my mind every time someone reaches out or wants to do something i'm like hey man there was a, there was a world when these are the up- opportunities i fight for and i'm gonna, i'm going to continue to fight for them right as long as i'm in the space and as long yeah. as people want my my take or whatever so i sit with the dude brad the game was hot trash like we expected <laughs> but he was a nice guy and uh you know we moved on we but, but we struck up a friendship and it was great Fast forward, Fortnite comes out, and it turns out Chair Games is a subcompany owned by Epic Games. Oh. Uh, and now Brad hits me up. He goes, yo, dude, I saw, I saw you been playing Fortnite. I was like, yeah, what about it? Like, dude, I love the game. He's like, oh, I never told you. Why is she owned by Epic? Let me introduce you to some people. Oh, and shit. And through, like, years ago, situation is so crazy that I, I really went through this process in my mind of, like, man, these are the opportunities you fight for. Just go to go to dinner, give this guy a shot. He ended up being the intro, introductory uh-huh. conversation starter with me and some good people at Epic yep. that had, you know, say in the community and a position in the community to put me in positions to do more stuff for the game. Yep. Um. So then I was invited to the first, shortly after I was invited to the first Fortnite event ever. It was the PlayStation experience. I was there with CDN the Third, Myth, Dr. Lupo, and myself were the four influencers invited. Wow. Think about that. I'm like oh. the smallest of the bunch. I just got a little YouTube channel. I'm up there with Lupo, yeah. CD and the third, and like Myth is starting to blow up at this time. Um, because you already know his his he ignited when he got onto Fortnite. So you know how quick that went. Yeah. Um, and that's where I met Golden Boy, who became my co-caster and like one of my best homies later down the line. Yeah, uh, because we're both Puerto Rican and we were from the Bronx and we had a lot in common too. Oh shoot. Um but that's how I got into that conversation. It was like this crazy chance occurrence with uh, a person and that yeah. led into more conversation and that's how i got to be invited to the first Fortnite event and at that event there was a moment in time where you know we're at a we're at a booth dude so you're there all day you're casting right. and the, the talent got tired so i think zeke or someone wanted to get off the desk and they were like who wants to jump on i was just like i'll give you the mic i could do this because i was already making tutorial concerts so i was like i'll just yeah. you know talk how to play the game and you got a whole crowd in front of us and i sat there and me and golden boy casted meanwhile golden was like a legend he's always been a legend in the space on twitch yeah this dude's like the commentator goat all right like greatest of all time yeah. type vibe um at the end of it he goes yo dude like that was kind of cool like if you ever want to do more like we should we should do more like i like i like your style like because he was good at play-by-play yeah and i knew the game and i was showing that i knew the game um so we were a perfect fit i was just a color yeah to his amazing commentary and that was where we began and you know, oh, through shoot. his guidance and his mentorship, um, I picked up so much game from him and knowledge about yeah. the actual intricacies of of what goes into being a talent on camera. Yeah. Um. So that that's where I kind of began. That's where it all began. But it, it it's a full full thing, and it became something, and I turned it into a career. So
1: that is a great story, man. So, so now, it's a fun oh, story, man. yeah. <laughs> so now
0: for people who don't know, what how would you describe casting for those who you know who don't know? I love it. Um, I genuinely what, what draws me to it it's a high stakes environment right mm-hmm. what you say is what you say and there's no taking it back and you're yeah. in real time and you got to nail those moments and that's what i love most about it because yeah. you got to be quick on your toes and uh, things are going to come flying at you man you, you know like i said there's only one take there's no there's no taking right. it back um, it's different than doing a youtube recording or whatever where you right. get 30 tries to say xyz won the game no you got to say it right then and there like, here it is. You got the top 10 and blah, 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 right? You got to spit down. Yeah. And it's, it's happening so quick, man. It's energy, you know, coming out. And, you know, if you guys have, I think, a good amount of charisma and you know what you're talking about and you feel confident up there, it, it I think it just can be contagious because there's, there's some people that I love listening to. So I yep. hope that, you know, people feel the same about me sometimes when I'm on the mic. Ah. Even now, right? Like, so yep. it's just things like that. Cool.
1: Yeah. So I've noticed that you know, watching this, um, you know, one of the FCS is you basically seems like casting teams have different groups that they're sort of, you know, uh monitoring throughout the the game or the tournament. Is that how
0: typically the, the tournaments go? Yeah. So like, so for Fortnite, it's a it's a very unique esport. It's very mm-hmm. different than other titles, Um, because in Fortnite, you kind of have to know everything. You have to be able to play by play the exciting moments. But you also need to know color behind who's on the camera or like who's on the screen at the time. And it's a, it's a battle royale. So you're throwing a hundred players. You don't really know who your finalists are until the day before. So if you're not in it almost every day, it's a full-time thing. Like you're, it's so easy to just not know who people are and just be lost in the sauce and just kind of talking nonsense. Um, so yeah, when it comes down to like caster pairings and how this structure is developed to create the show, um, yeah most of the team is is honestly all in like we're making content for the game regularly everyone has to play regularly uh but yeah following the game is is definitely an important one yeah um is the landscape changes so oh yeah now
1: any moments that stick out from your casting career that was like you know the highlight like yeah this is this is
0: awesome so some of my favorite moments are definitely uh they they tie into like my travel experiences yeah um I got the pleasure of going to Egypt with my wife. Oh, wow! That was on behalf of being able to commentate for a tournament that was happening there. Yeah, Uh, all expenses covered and like a vacation attached to it for two weeks, and that was incredible because it was one of my first times internationally, you know, abroad. Mm -hmm. But doing it for work, which was sick. And then I remember, like, it wasn't like any other event that I've ever done because most events are like kind of more traditional, like stage stadium and the crowd's out there like you know there's distance yeah no this like i'm in the crowd with a mic and like <laughs> dudes are surrounding me and we're all looking at one big screen because that was just a setup and they, right. they got, like beanbags out and i'm casting on the floor and it was it was incredible man like people cheering like right beside me staring at me oh, and shoot. all watching me get down um that was just a ridiculously amazing experience and and people love the, the Egyptians and the culture there was so welcoming. Yeah. And oh, they were cool. just appreciative to have, like, an American influencer there. Like, to them, that's right. like, your celebrity status. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Being a celebrity in that, that environment was, it was just sick. It was cool all, now, all across the board. Was it
1: because of casting you got onto the administrative side of things and, you know, started the practice server?
0: Yeah. Because of casting, like, I was, I was looking at the numbers that I was bringing in from casting. I'm like, well, crap, if they could pay me, you know, let's just let's just throw a number out there three, four thousand, five thousand times a day for a show. Yeah, dude, and we're talking three days of shows, rehearsal, travel. Like, yeah, this is big money in such a tight period. I'm thinking to myself, well, there's got to be stupid money behind it then, right? Like, <laughs> oh yes. they got to pay him, they got to pay yep. me, they got a production. Every, so I'm like, well, why can't I do it myself? Yep. I'm already one major and important piece of the puzzle. I'm one of the talent. Yeah. sounds like I'll start my own company. I could be one of the talent to you know start it yeah and uh yeah, let's see what what, what can happen um all I got to do is get the games, get the players and uh make it make it happen yeah all I gotta do air quotation yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it's easy it, you know it turned out to be very very complicated, but it's my favorite thing to do now um but yeah, the money's great, the money's yeah. great being behind the scenes being able to empower other people now I'm in a much more important position because. I'm helping bring up new talent. I'm getting to choose and and cultivate um, new faces in the space. I'm able to, you know, put young and hungry producers and people in positions that have career opportunity behind the scenes. Um, And I use all of this influence to really target and support collegiate spaces, Um, you know, big on high school track, you know, anything that pretty much caters to the amateurs as much as it does to the pros. Um, But really giving people opportunity is what I like to do
1: excellent so okay so there's a couple of paths i want to go down there first what would you what is practice server how would you describe that to you
0: know somebody who's never heard of it before yeah so the name the name i guess doesn't fit the 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 service (laughs) we provide right uh practice server is essentially a remote production company and tournament administration agency um we do talent uh acquisition or or you know talent scouting for different events we provide the observation and, again, the administration tools mm-hmm. and sometimes just the labor of yep. wrangling up players and stuff and getting people to participate in tournaments. Yeah, so is this focus on you,
1: Fortnite or other games too?
0: We do all eSports titles. Okay. We began we began with Fortnite. As yep. we grew throughout the last couple of years, we, we expanded pretty quickly into other titles. So yep. Now we do anything and everything with a competitive um, edge to it, but also just casual, right? Business yep. is business. We know how to produce events now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know how to obviously cherry pick talent that I think can fit the job or the narrative uh, for set events. And, you know, luckily for me, I'm in a position where I'm kind of socially, uh, I don't know, uh, popular if you yeah. want to call it that i'm kind of popular a little bit yeah. so people trust me and i know a lot of people and my network is is pretty solid so uh, you know that reach goes a long way being pretty much a face yeah. in the scene goes a long way too absolutely now what is open scrims because i looks like
1: you have practice server and then another subset of that is open scrims
0: yes and the reason we separate the two is because practice server forward facing is more of like the clean and tidy you know suited and booted yeah um Like like I said, service provider. That's what I want the premium brand to be viewed as. Open Scrims has to have its own thing because that's where we kind of began as a service provider to the Fortnite community. So that's just Mm -hmm. more of like the day-to-day operations of like the scrim system that we built out for players to compete and have a track to become pro or a track Uh, to become better at the game. So Open Scrims is more how we... Cater and support the Fortnite community just to have a world and a, and a place to play. Yeah. Um. And then like practice server is more like again the brand that we use to promote our productions and you know yeah. talk about those kind of things. But all in all, it's very much just an asset to the yeah. practice server.
1: So now we've gone through practice server. We've gone through scrim. There's <laughs> another aspect of another branch movement. I
0: think that's yes. The, so now what yeah, is movement, movement digital? So movement digital is another company that I own and uh, and operate alongside my good friend Nikki. Um, so that's a fun story because, uh, Nikki, who used to go by brave edits, um, he was one of my first editors that I picked up to be like full time to my channel. And I pretty much just shared just tons of game with him. Like, dude, this is how we do this. This is, this is how I like my work done, but this is how we find results. And together we, I put him through hell, basically showed him how to get it done, get it done right at a quality level. Um, and I'm so happy that he was able to take that and expand that into being full time him on his own accord with tons of other you know basic clientele that he picked up through of course his hard work and his own outreach but because of that we know there's a value in post production and supporting influencers and content creators and helping make that a turnkey experience no yeah. one who's a full time streamer can genuinely say that they look forward to doing a 12 or 14 hour stream getting off and then editing all those videos right or, outputting any of that content or yeah. just thinking about the creative side behind it mm-hmm. no one wants to do it i've been there i was no. doing it for a long time yeah. um so once you get to a position where you want to expand you want to grow you got to spend money to make money and this is one of those worlds where it's it's so beneficial to brands to get on youtube and and use the, the power of spreading all your content out in different areas yeah um, so that's what movement digital is but okay. it all began because like i said my good friend uh, nikki who went by and goes by brave as well we uh, he used to edit for me, and then he he started growing, and then we created a whole agency and, and built that out together. And now that's his own thriving source of revenue yeah. and income and clients, and it's just its own machine. It's, and you know, sometimes it ties in because I'll yeah. do and produce an event for a client, mm-hmm. you know, a big publisher, and I'm like, hey, so you want some post content done? And right. Bam! I source it to my own company, yeah, to Movement Digital. So I give that project over. And we, you know, we funnel everything. So we literally do everything. That's um, su- full
1: souped-in-up uh, presentation, essentially.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. You kind of have to.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. So now going down to eSports, pass. So my, my normal job, I do a lot of integration with uh, technologies, and we've done some schools for their eSports teams. I had no idea that you had, you know, we're talking Division One schools, St. John's with complete eSports teams. And now you have kids who are maybe not athletic, but now they have a path to be part of that collegiate system, and I think it's yes. fantastic. And with all that being said, and you said you're getting you're involved with some of that, and that was one of my questions: is you know would you be uh down the road you know doing con- some consulting for some schools on how to develop their esports programs and things like that?
0: So I, I've done my fair share of consulting, a lot of it in private. I've yep. actually just been thinking about putting together something I can recycle and repurpose outwards, more of like. Yep. Uh, Think of it like an educational course, right? Yeah. Because there's there's money to be made there, and you know who doesn't a like making, making more money. So <laughs> like you know, it doesn't hurt to like put some time. That's one of those areas where I see it like a good bang for my buck. But yeah, more importantly, I'm, I'm involved in in projects that support collegiate and youth. Um, yeah. I just recently joined on to the advisory board for Cope, which is yeah. the Coalition of Parents Esports. So we're supporting parents and kids' journeys into esports. There's so yeah. much knowledge that has to be shared and and oh yeah, you know pretty much introduced the parents breaking into the space. And I also just completed our um, uh, scholarship that we did on on behalf of Intel Inspires, which we gave a $10,000 wow. to collegiate sponsorships. So people can you know invest in whatever it is yeah. that it will help them alleviate their living situation or pay for funds and classes yeah. or maybe upgrade some, some PC equipment. It's pretty much a, a hard code check. Um, oh, but you shoot. know, I, I, I am very much an advocate for, like I said at the start, I love supporting the youth and yeah. giving people opportunity. It's it's really the reason why I do things now. Um, if either it's got to feel fun to me and crazy, yeah. that's going to get me excited, or it's got to touch you know touch that chord in me where it's like, oh yeah, this is for the right reasons. This yeah. is the kind of you know way I want to use my influence.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I know esports is here because in my little town, they're running an esports team in the middle schools. Like, nice. What? Yeah, you know, it's just it's crazy yeah. to see. You know, we, you know we're growing up parents like oh yeah you, why are you playing video games nowadays it's changed people can make a career out of this totally
0: so yeah and you know i'm one of, I'm one of the few lucky ones who was able to build a career like yeah. off of gaming um but i've taken that so far now right like, now i'm just monetizing the gaming <laughs> space which is still cool so now going back to fortnite how has epic
1: been able to keep fortnite fresh and at top you know top of one of the esports games in
0: your opinion I, I think it's just the controversy, honestly. Yeah. Um, because Epic is always just kind of taking the approach of, hey, we really want to try this our way. And a lot of times that's not the right way. Yeah. Um, but that just keeps, keeps honestly, everything fresh and people on their toes. The ever-changing um, items, weapons, maps, selection of characters you can interact with, and yeah. the crazy in-game events. Like, it is so nice. much going on in the game. Um, it started off as a cool game. became... Yeah. Now, what I view as more of a social platform than anything mm-hmm. else because the influences and the way they tie into, like, real culture and life. Um, Marvel, any of the,
1: you know, icons from movies and things like that are in-game. Not
0: now. only that, all the representation of the different type of people that exist in the world are yep. well within the game and like, the form of skins and, like I said, yep. there's tons of representation. And that is one of the very different things about Fortnite. Um, and I saw that early on, and that's why I invested in the game. I was like... Yep dude, this game's got at least five, maybe six years in front of it. Then it became like, I looked at it and I'm like, this game's got at least 10 years in front of it. Yeah. It's like the next league, the next Counter-Strike in the sense of like longevity. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, they, they have something so special. Um, I knew it early on. It just became more and more evident yeah. as the years went on. Now, um, what would even you like, now, what would you
1: like to see them add to the game that may be missing from, you know, from your standpoint?
0: Yeah, my, my biggest thing in, you know, they probably wouldn't ever go down this route, but I think a proper ranked system, yeah. ranked competitive system in the game would just be amazing. Like we see how we see how I feel like uh how popular community support is for games like Apex Legends, who've put a lot of time into their ranked system or yeah. valorant um because people genuinely love grinding their ranked games. Yeah. Fortnite is lacking that um granted due to the lack of competitive structure from the developers Mm -hmm. that has allowed things like the open scrims one of my companies to thrive because we built a system that we thought was competitive and things like that so you know it's a double-edged sword yeah when they introduce it our system declines but i want it personally um because i think it's better for the overall health and the longevity of the game yeah as opposed to um i wouldn't change the way things worked out right up until now because there's tons of people in the space that thrive off of having their own competitive ecosystems and niche kind of tackling that niche uh, area that's ah, not being filled by the devs.
1: Cool. Yep. Very cool. All right, let's move over to content creators. Who do you
0: like watching from a content creator side, from a standpoint? And right now, dude, my favorite content creator is actually Zico, World okay. of Warcraft streamer. He, um, he's a top tier PvP player. I love World of Warcraft. Forgot to mention that. Yeah. Um, it's one of my new, just favorite hobbies, I guess. Yeah. The grinding and that time sync. <laughs> but yeah, Zico's dope. And then... Lately, I found myself watching a lot of uh, uh, Elijah's. He does mm-hmm. speed runs in uh, Elden okay. Ring, so you know. Wait, I'll, I'll, on, you I'm already a big... have
1: speed running going on in Elden Ring. It's only been out oh, for dude, a couple of weeks.
0: It's crazy. Oh, you you, you want to go down the rabbit hole? You'll see people beat that game in 30 minutes somehow, some way. Holy with crap! Stupidly broken builds and glitches, and yeah, yeah oh. it's fun. It, it's really, really fun to watch now because yeah. everything's being developed. Right, the routes aren't what they're going to be in a year from now. Like yep. everything is being worked out right now. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of like being a part of a little bit of the Elden ring history. Yeah. You're watching and a part of that scene. So, okay. Um,
1: now, any uh, content creators that are flying under the radar that people should, you know, go check out.
0: You know, I haven't, I haven't really been keeping the pulse on new like streamers that are yep. probably doing good. So I'd be lying if I had anyone, as a top pick right now. Yeah. All right. I don't, but that's due to my lack of research.
1: Well, come on. You only have three companies you're running. What do you know? Come (laughs) on. Don't you? True. True. I mean, it is (laughs) true. I don't have
0: as, I don't have as much leisure time as I once (laughs) did. That's a fact.
1: (laughs) So now you've had fantastic success, success doing what you do. If somebody's starting out in this business, what would you, what kind of advice would you give them? Do your homework.
0: Every, every, I would say avenue that you're trying to pursue has probably been attempted before. So there are learnings to be found. A lot of this is shared. Um, you know, Even doing things like listening to people like myself get on these types of podcasts. Um, look at other people that are successful, that are sharing their experiences. They're going to be moments where you find something that can help you get through a problem or avoid a loss of time that you won't make back. Why yeah. make the same mistakes as someone else when you can learn from their mistakes and basically cut the fat early. So in my opinion, anyone starting out, there is so much knowledge to be picked up. There are literally tons of strategies and routes to find, like I said, the goals that you are trying to achieve. If it's money, if it's high viewership, if it's interaction, like there are literal clear-cut strategies and ways to get to those points. Um, And I know that for a fact because I've been through (laughs) a lot of it through trial and error. And when I began, there was no no information on this stuff Yeah, the, the how quick i see people pick up the stuff that i took me forever to learn is, yep. is pretty incredible now but again i, I wouldn't trade it for anything
1: excellent that's fantastic advice all right so we're almost done uh when you you push back from the computer what are you doing yeah i saw you you know you, we were just talking earlier you get picked up a skateboard for cruising around you got some dad stuff happening probably
0: yeah yeah so definitely um you know being a dad is is, is its own thing you yep. know that that's that's Dude, I how got old a pre- Oh no, I had a preteen. She is now 13. Oh, I have a teenager. Oh, yes. Young teenager. <laughs> um, and I'm raising my little sister. Yeah. So, you know, they're both basically 13, same grade. Yeah. They they are a headache and a stress and a half, but yeah. love being a, you know, obviously a part of their lives. So that's a big part of my just yeah. you know, day-to-day activity routine, if you will. Uh, but besides that, like. I'm genuinely like playing World of Warcraft, playing Elden Ring, kind of like on my free time in between meetings and stuff. And then you saw I picked up a skateboard, so I'm trying to get a little more physical. I used to love skating way back when, so you know, just trying to enjoy some of the, I guess the the fruits of labor. Yes, you you know, (laughs) (laughs) work is so harsh, and I just I have more a little bit more free time to myself. And I also invested in a a full, pretty much industrial sized printing machine to make merch, and I've been having fun making some merch on the side, but you know soon that's probably going to turn into business too so i was gonna say uh, when are we going to start <laughs> seeing some you know? i can i already make some pretty nice and high quality stuff because like i said i bought an industrial yeah grade machine um which oh, is nice. so sick to have that kind of power <laughs> at my fingertips so oh. yeah and then and then there's the graffiti and art side i yeah. love doing art love doing graffiti um recently i picked up a virtual VR headset Yeah, and uh, there's a graffiti world in there and i Oh, dude, no jumping in there and spray can, it feels so real. Oh shit. So shoot. like that's bring it like Dude, that's like a low-key addiction. Like it's yeah. It's almost like an itch I think about from time to time. Like, oh, <laughs> dude, I just want to put the headset on and just pop a couple tags. Like so yeah. Oh, man. There's there's a lot to do, man. There's a yeah. lot for me to do. Uh but I guess, you know, trying to trying to move in a in a positive direction. Yeah. Is excellent. I'm working on.
1: All right. So any big plans this year? Any big goals you want to hit or you're looking forward um,
0: to? I did hit a big goal at the start of the year. Yeah, <clears throat> we got to pretty much put on one of our first like land experiences. So you know we've been focusing heavily on the remote stuff just yeah. due to COVID restrictions mm-hmm. and restrictions, I should say. But uh, early January we did get to put on one of our first in-person events. So you know building a partnership with the folks over at Confetti is really cool. Seeing our logo like like I said on a stage for the first time on a banner. Yeah, that was that was just man bucket list check off awesome. for me. So being able to hit that so early into the year, I'm I'm already really happy. Yeah. Um. Recently paid off my home. Oh so shit. That free. That feels amazing. This year is just loaded with Ws so far, and I'm only just beginning. Man, um, that's huge. Yeah. Where Where I taking next? I don't know, dude. The sky's yep. the limit, man. Just Just keep going with it. See yeah. what uh what strikes my interest. I guess. Oh, man,
1: <laughs> love the attitude, dude. That's awesome. All right. So, what I normally do things are wrapping up here. I asked my guests to recommend somebody I should reach out to to get on the podcast next. You know, hopefully this wasn't too painful for you.
0: No, this is amazing. Um, uh, crap. If I had to invite someone to jump on, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, we talked about my boy Nicky. If you want to go down like another yeah. entrepreneurial route, he's got his own awesome story. He's All obviously right. the CEO, one of the one of the owners and founders of uh, Movement Digital. I think yep. he'd be sick to have on and have a chat with. All right. Um, and then I had to think yeah i don't know he was he was the he was the first call out so i'll, all right. I'll
1: stick with my boy Nikki. man there we go all right <laughs> dude well thank you so much this has been fantastic a, you know a ton of information and it's just you know sounds like an amazing amazing career you've, you've had for yourself so far with a lot to come
0: yeah thank you so very much appreciate you having me on hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh the quick responses right. he hit <laughs> kept me on my toes guys so, so shout out to you brother